0: You are listening to the Lima Baptist Temple Podcast, where you can hear the latest messages and other conversations as we strive to go serve and love in our communities. If you want to know more about us, visit us online at limabaptisttemple.org. If you've enjoyed our podcast, be sure to subscribe and check us out on YouTube. We have a pandemic within our church. Oh, it's not COVID, it's not Omicron. It is the post-Christmas depression. I can see it on your faces and I see it by the size of the attendance we have here today. You know, Christmas is over. All the anticipation, all the excitement, it's done now. And all we have to look forward to is winter. Ice, snow, and oh, it's depressing. And not only that, but our church calendar fell this year with Christmas on Saturday. So Christmas is over, and yet today we still need to talk about something related to the birth of Christ, but there's very little that happened right after he was born. Now last week, or several weeks ago, Pastor Al preached about Anna and Simeon. The two people who were there at the temple when Mary and Joseph brought Jesus uh, to be dedicated there. Uh, And so there's only one other thing that I can think of that relates to Christmas that uh, we can talk about today. You know what it is? It's the wise men. The visit of the wise men to a house where the Bible says the young child, Jesus, was there. Now, just before we talk about that subject of why were the wise men wise, uh, I want to correct a few misconceptions about the wise men. Some things we think about that really aren't so. Okay. Number one, I hear a lot of people saying that the wise men were astrologers. Now, if astrology back in that day was anything like it is today I can say to you the wise men were not astrologers and neither should we be our life is not to be directed by the track of the stars in the heavens but by the truth of the scriptures in our hearts and so to go to a horoscope or to find out, you know, with great intensity what sign of the zodiac you are under, and then to follow what somebody has written about what that day should be like, if you're a particular sign. Those things are not to be in our lives. In fact, the Bible says back in the book of Deuteronomy 18, that these things are forbidden by the Lord. Now, astronomers, perhaps they were astronomers, for the astronomer is one who studies the skies. And uh, uh, the wise men are called magi. Did you ever read that? Wise men are called magi in the Bible. And and so, uh, therefore, the word magi means one who is an advisor to royalty. Daniel Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, back in the Old Testament, were the Magi of the kingdom of Babylon. And so they were to study. That's mainly what the Magi did. They were graduate students in all kinds of subjects for all of their lives. For their responsibility was to give an account to the king to give him an answer on whatever subject he was questioning. And so that's why the king was so upset with the uh, Magi of Babylon when they couldn't interpret his dream. They were supposed to know. And so the Magi studied every subject they could. And I'm sure they were familiar with the Hebrew scriptures. And there was a verse back in the book of Numbers, chapter 24 and verse 17. It said this. I shall see him, but not now. I shall behold him, but not nigh. There shall come a star out of Jacob, and a scepter shall rise out of Israel, and shall smite the corners of Moab, and destroy all the children of Sheth. Now notice, they were familiar with the fact that God said one day, it was not at the time that they were living, but one day there would come a star out of jacob that's israel and mentioned quite closely with that is the scepter the scepter would be what a king would hold and so here a prophecy is made of the star capital s that's a person that would hold a scepter and would rise out of israel and so the wise men knowing this prophecy (coughs) when they see this supernatural star, while they're there in the east, they remember this verse from the Old Testament scriptures, And so astronomers may fit who the wise men really were. Now, let's look at a second question. Uh, Were there additional travelers along with the wise men? Well, we just sang the song, We Three Kings of Orient Are. Maybe. The Bible just tells us they were men. In other words, there was more than one, so there at least had to be two. Now, the, ancient, or the early church believed that there were 12 wise men who came. Now, the number we do not know. All we know is that they came and they presented their gifts. Were there more? Perhaps. Uh, We really don't know how many uh, wise men there were, at least two of them. Now, what animal did they ride? That's an interesting one. Well, come on, Gary. We've got three camels and three kings up here. Had to be camels, didn't it? No, if you look back in the area from which these wise men came, which I believe was probably the area we know today as Saudi Arabia, and probably the area that was known in that day as Persia, which today, interestingly enough, is the country of Iran. That's probably where they came from. And so back in that time, the main means of transportation were horses the camel was used as a pack animal. In other words, the Magi would have put their treasures upon the camels, and the camel would have been the pack animal, and of course, in Arabia, they are known for their excellent horses. So it's quite possible that all these signs we see or pictures that we see uh, were not really the method of transportation. Perhaps it was horses. They brought camels along, To take care of their needs on the way. Uh, When did they arrive? There's a good question. When did they arrive? Now you look at most manger scenes and uh, most of them you will see more wise men at the manger than you do shepherds, you know, because everybody wants to have three wise men around the manger and uh, they don't have room for that many shepherds. Well, the truth of the matter is the wise men did not come to the manger, all right? Matthew chapter 2 and verse 16 tells us about that. It says, uh, I don't think that's the verse. Let me read you the verse. (laughs) Matthew 2 and verse 16 says this, Then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, was exceeding wroth and sent forth and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem and in all the coast thereof from two years old and under, according to the time which he had diligently inquired of the wise men. And so the wise men said, we saw that star about two years ago and it took us this long to get here. Now it was a long journey. To come from Arabia to Jerusalem was 1,000 miles. To come from Persia to Jerusalem was about 1,400 miles. And they had to make that journey very slowly, their entire entourage, to go over to Jerusalem. And so when did they arrive? Probably about two years after Jesus was born. The Bible tells us that the wise men followed the star, and the star came to a house. Not to a stable, but to a house. And in the house were Mary and Joseph, and not a baby, but a young child. And so at this time, Jesus was probably about two years old. And perhaps Jesus was crawling around the house, or even walking around the house, when the wise men brought their gifts. Okay, so when did they arrive? Probably almost two years after they saw the star. Someone said, if the wise men were wise women, it wouldn't have taken them two years because the wise women would have stopped to ask for directions. You know, guys don't do that, guys don't do that. But let me ask you the final question here. how did their uh, GPS system work? Do you realize that the star was the first GPS system? Yeah. And they saw the star, and uh, uh, they said, "Let's go uh, to Jerusalem, because that's the capital of Israel, and the one we are seeking is the one who is born to be king of the Jews." And so they see this star, and they know they are directed of God, and so they plan, they prepare. If the wise men, the magi, were from different areas, they had to make plans to get together so that they could make this trip together. And so they they plan all of this, and they come. Now, I want to say something to you that perhaps you never thought of, but I want to say to you that that star that they saw in the east, they saw one time before they got to Jerusalem. I don't think the star was there every day and every night that they traveled. They knew what they had to do, they didn't need the star. They knew they were going to find the king of the Jews and what better place to find out where he would be born than in Jerusalem. So they knew they had to go to Jerusalem, and they made their way. The Bible says when they got to King Herod, and they said to Herod, where is he that is born king of the Jews? And the scribes tell them, it's down in Bethlehem, that the Bible says they left Herod, and when they saw the star, they rejoiced with great joy. They wouldn't have rejoiced with great joy if they had seen the star through their entire travels. But after two years of traveling, they looked and they saw that star because now they needed help. They couldn't do it on their own. They didn't know exactly where Jesus was going to be in Bethlehem. And so God said, okay, here's the star. You follow it and I'll show you exactly where he is. Isn't that a great principle in the Bible? God will not do for you what you can do for yourself. Some of you maybe have come back from a semester of college, and you found, man, it's tough. It's a complete different ballgame than high school, and it's hard. But I want to say to you that as you go through the four years of college, you will realize that although the journey is hard, when you come to the end and you hold that diploma up, you will find that God still remembers you. He has called you to do what you have done, and now he will lead you when you need added knowledge of who you are supposed to be. Yeah. Some of you may be going through a marriage that's very, very difficult. But you will find when you trust God, as the wise men did, that although it's difficult for a while, when you come through those storms and those battles, you will find that God has not forgotten you. And he is there with his blessing when it's all completed. You may be going through some problems, maybe some addictions or different things like that. But you will find that when you come through those trusting in God, that you'll rejoice along with the wise men that God has not forgotten you. He's there at the end of those difficulties that you go through. So how did their GPS system work? It worked really well. It started them on their journey, and it was there when they completed. And God says, right there is where Jesus Christ is can be born. So, I'll tell you what, there are some misconceptions we've had about the wise men, but there are some wonderful truths in the actual things that the wise men did. So, we're going to talk right now about why the wise men were wise. I've got five principles to give to you very quickly, and here is why I believe we call them the wise men. How did wisdom show in their lives and how can wisdom be evident in our lives also number one they followed the light of god that had been revealed to them the wise men looked and there was the star they did not know what was going to happen the next day they didn't know the circumstances of the journey that they were going to take Someday when we get to heaven, we'll be able to sit down with the wise men and we'll be able to ask them what that two-year journey was like. (laughs) What did you encounter? What was it like? What were the people that you met along the way? They didn't know what was going to happen. They didn't even know the result of their travels. They didn't know exactly what they were going to find. And yet what they did is God revealed light to them, and they followed it. And when they followed the light and they saw the Christ there in his house, then God revealed certain things that they were to do after that. We'll talk about that in just a little while. But if you are a wise person, you will follow the light that God has revealed to you thus far in your life. He hasn't told you everything that's going to happen. He hasn't told you the ultimate result of your ministry for him. He hasn't said this is what's going to happen and line it up down the line. No, he hasn't done that. But when you follow the light that he's revealed to you, he will reveal more and more along the pathway of life that you will know what you are to do. Will you ask that yourself that question today? What has God revealed to me thus far that he wants me to do? What has God given me an indication of what, my, or, or what uh, his will is for my life? And he has confirmed it, maybe not with a supernatural star, but he has confirmed it with verses from the word of God. Follow the light that he is revealed to you. I tell some people that, they say, well, if I dedicate my life to God, God's gonna put me over in lower Schwabobia someplace driving a church bus. No, God isn't gonna do that, unless, unless you will be content with driving that bus, and you will see that God will provide all of your need. For God will never call you to do anything that He knows you will not be content doing, and that you realize that although you can't accomplish it, He will give you the resource to be successful in what He's called you to do. That's a great principle, folks. Follow the light that God has revealed to you thus far. And as you follow that, then God will open another door and God will give you more light and God will show you what his perfect will is for you. The second thing that these wise men did that made them wise was they asked questions and they received answers from those who knew. They come there to Jerusalem and they asked questions. They did not know everything. I remember when I came home from school, the first semester that I had, and it was Christmas time, I thought I knew just about everything. Yeah, my parents were amazed at how much I learned in that one semester. <laughs> and then they found out, and I found out later on, I didn't know anything. But here were the wise men, these men with all this knowledge, and they asked questions. They were not know-it-alls. They asked Where is he to be born that is to be the king of the Jews? Now that's interesting because they knew the prophecy back in the book of Numbers, but they did not know the prophecy of the book of Micah. For in Micah chapter 5 and verse 2, the Bible says, But thou Bethlehem, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of these shall come forth Unto me he that is to be a ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from of old, even from everlasting. The Bible in Micah chapter 5 and verse 2 told them exactly where Jesus was to be born. (laughs) And they didn't know that. Now we don't know why the wise men did not know the prophecy in Micah. Micah lived a long way off. Maybe they never saw his writings. We don't know. But they needed to ask Questions. You will be a wise person in 2022 if you keep learning. Don't think you know everything. Keep learning. Keep reading. Take the scripture. Read some of it every day. Continue to learn, not only in the field of your vocation, but in the spiritual things of scripture. And if you, in 2022, have questions, ask somebody who knows the answer. Now, I'm not saying everybody knows the answer. People come to me and they say, here's my question. I say, okay. I said, I'll try to answer it. If I don't have an answer, I'll make one up and it'll sound believable. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I don't do that. Okay? I don't do that. But ask questions. And if you come to me and I don't know the answer, I'll find it. I'll go somewhere and I'll look it up and I'll study a little bit and I'll come back and I'll tell you. Don't go through your Christian life wondering about what the Scripture says. You got a problem? Find out about it. Go to a commentary. Go to a a pastor. Go to someone who you can trust and tell them what your problem, what your question is, and find the answer from those who know. You'll be a wise person if you do that. Okay? All right. Some people say, I think my question's a dumb question. I want you to know there is no such thing as a dumb qu- Yeah, there is. <laughs> I'm thinking back at some of the questions I've been asked over the years. There is such a thing as a dumb question. I assigned in English one time when I taught English. I assigned an outline. And I said, you know, how you put an outline together. You have a Roman numeral one for your main point, then you have a capital letter E or A for a subpoint, and then you have a regular number one after that, and then a small letter A after that. And we went down through the line. And so the next day when the kids handed in their outline, One kid put a regular number one for their main point. They didn't put a Roman numeral. So I called the girl up to the desk, and and I said to her, Don't you remember yesterday we talked about how you make an outline and you use a Roman numeral to start with? And she looked at me, and here was her question. How can you ask me that? For I typed my outline, and my typewriter does not have Roman numerals on it. Some of you will get that later on, okay? There is such a thing as a dumb question. But if you got a problem, if you got a question, ask somebody about it. Number three the wise men were wise because they worshiped Jesus Christ as King, God, and Savior. The Bible says they presented unto him gifts of gold and frankincense, and myrrh. I remember the Gaither Vocal Band was singing one time. They were singing that song, What Child Is This? And when they came to that verse that said, so bring him incense, gold, and myrrh, Mark Lowry, who was the comedian of the group, shouted out, why don't you bring him a blanket? He's probably cold. But I want to tell you, that the gifts that the wise men brought were both spiritual and they were practical. They were spiritual in the fact that gold represented a king. Frankincense represented God because frankincense were used in the worship of God. And the myrrh represented the fact that Jesus Christ came to die because myrrh was used in the embalming process. And so when the wise men came, they found the baby, or they found the young child, and they gave him these gifts. I want you to notice something, and that is that it wasn't a gift exchange. That's what we do, don't we? We exchange gifts. The wise men didn't do that. They brought the best that they had, and they surrendered it, they presented it, they worshipped the Lord Jesus Christ as God, as King, and as the Savior. But the three gifts were also practical because Joseph was soon to be called to move out of his house and go down into Egypt. When Herod said, you know, that he was going to kill All the babies, all the young children around Bethlehem from two years old and under, God says, Joseph, you take Jesus down into Egypt. Take him down there that he might be safe. And so how was Joseph going to do that? That took money in that day. And so the gifts of the wise men were not only spiritual in providing The fact that Jesus was both king and God and savior, but the three gifts that were given could also be used to finance the trip down to Egypt, the stay there, the coming back into Israel, and the ultimate time when they went back to Nazareth, and they dwelt there until Joseph could get his carpentry business going again. So that's interesting. They worship Jesus Christ. You will be wise in this next year to worship Jesus Christ the same way as God. He is God who came into this world robed in human flesh. As Savior, He is the one who came to die And shed his blood on the cross of Calvary that we might have forgiveness of our sin. And also worship him as the king. For that's who he is. The first time he came as the suffering savior. When he comes again, and it could be at any time. He will come as the sovereign monarch over all the earth. Number four. The wise men were wise because... They obeyed the command of God explicitly. Herod was an unusual guy. He was appointed by Rome to be king. And yet Herod was paranoid. Paranoid. Do you know what that word means? Last week I shared that with our Sunday school class. I said, it's like you go down to the Bengals stadium this afternoon. And the Bengals go into a huddle. And you were sitting in the upper deck of the upper row of the stadium. And when the Bengals go into a huddle, you think they're talking about you. That's what paranoid is. And Herod was paranoid. He thought people were out to get him. Listen to this. Herod had a personal bodyguard of 2,000 soldiers. He thought people were out to get him. Herod was married ten times. And one of those wives that he had, he murdered. And he murdered two of his sons and some of their relatives because Herod thought they were out to get him. And so Herod was this person who feared That somebody was going to take over his kingdom. And then here come these wise men. (laughs) And the wise men come with this entourage. They didn't come by themselves. Say they came with 12 wise men as the early church believed. And they came with all of their servants and everybody else that came. And they came with all of the gifts that they had to present. And they say to Herod, where is he that is born king of the Jews? (laughs) And Herod looks out his palace window and down there are all these horses and camels and people. You think he was upset? Oh, he didn't act like it. He came back to the the wise men, and he said this. He said, you go and find where he is, and when you do, come back here and tell me so that I can go and worship him also. Sounded great, didn't it? May I say to you in this next year, you will be a wise person if you don't believe everyone who talks to you. Oftentimes, people are very gentle, they seem very kind, but when you cross them, when you do something they don't approve of, or when you do not agree with them, they then you will find out what their true character is. Don't believe everything you hear. Check it out. The Bible tells us that when Herod saw that the wise men didn't come back, he gets really angry. And he makes a decree that all of the infant children, two years old and under, in Bethlehem and in the surrounding area be killed. Some people have estimated that it was probably 13 to 14 to 15 children that were killed in that area at that time. But that's who Herod was. And so God tells the wise men, don't go back the way you came, but depart another way. And they obeyed the command of God explicitly. You will do well in the next year to listen to what God says in his word and follow what he has commanded you to do. One more and I'm finished. The wise men were wise because they realized that their journey did not end at Mary and Joseph's house. They were wise because they realized this journey is not over. God has told us to go back into our land with a specific commission. I believe the wise men went back to their homeland and became missionaries. You say, why do you believe that? Because history tells us that in the next five centuries, the greatest expansion of Christianity, both numerically and geographically, came in the areas of Arabia, Persia, and the countries to the east. Isn't that something? You know, we read in the Bible about the Apostle Paul. He was ready to go back to the Jews, and suddenly he has this vision called the Macedonian vision. And there, a man of Macedonia, we would know that as Greece today. We would know those people as Gentile people. A man of Macedonia says to Paul, come over into Macedonia and help us. And at that time, the Apostle Paul turns from where he would have gone, and he turns toward Macedonia to the Gentiles, and ultimately the gospel comes to us. We think of that oftentimes. People, I've heard sermons preached about that, but I've never heard a sermon preached about the wise men being the missionaries to the east. Paul is the one to the west, but the wise men carried the message back to their own people and for the next five centuries the greatest number of converts to Christianity was in the area in which they believed. May I say to you Christmas does not end for us on December 25th. We are to be like the shepherds who the Bible says when they left the manger they took the message of what they had seen and they told it to everybody. We need to be like the wise men who the Bible says went back to their own land and carried the gospel with them. We need to realize that December 25th is not the end of our Christmas journey. The purpose of Christmas is to tell others of the one who has come the one who is God, the one who is our Savior, and to carry that message with us wherever we go. May I close by saying, you may be here this morning and you're not a Christian, but this morning you have heard who Jesus Christ is. Today God would have you follow the light that has been revealed to you today. In other words, God says, you need Jesus Christ as your savior. Here's who he is. Follow the light that I've given to you and receive him. And I will reveal to you more and more truth day by day. Maybe you're here and you've been saved this past year or recently. I would encourage you to ask questions continue to learn, to continue to grow, continue to learn more about God day by day. Perhaps you've been brought through COVID, serious case of it. Maybe God has for you something in the future for your life. I would say to you, worship Jesus Christ as King, as God, and as Savior maybe through all the difficulties of this year, you have been blessed abundantly. I would say to you, continue to follow the commands of God explicitly in order that you might return to God thanks for His blessings upon you and that He might continue to bless your life and for every one of us here today. In this new year, we need to realize that our Christmas journey did not end yesterday, but we need to take what we know of the Christmas story of the Savior who has come and share it with others day by day. As we look for success in the new year to come, we must pause and realize that wise men, women, and young people still seek for Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you today for your word. I pray that you might bless it to our hearts. I pray, Lord, that if there's someone here that needs the Lord Jesus Christ as personal Savior, that this might be the day that they follow the light that's been revealed to them thus far, and that they might continue to follow that light to the place where they come to Jesus Christ and know him As their personal Savior Lord I pray today for those of us who are here and we're still growing we're still learning God isn't finished with us yet we're still on our journey I pray that we might keep learning I pray that we might worship you for who you really are that we might follow your command explicitly and that we might be that witness that you would desire us to be as we seek to speak with others round about us. So Lord, thank you for the wise men. Thank you for their example in the Bible, and may we learn from them today how to be wise in our own lives, that our lives might be blessed of you, and that we might have success in this new year of 2022, and that your richest blessings might rest upon us in all that we say and do. Well, thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Lima Baptist Temple podcast. We hope you are encouraged today, and we would love to hear from you. If you have a prayer request, a topic you would like to discuss, or want to share what God is doing in your life, visit us online at limabaptisttemple.org forward slash central hub.